welcome back to another episode of Little Geek Lost. <laughs> we are finishing off my edition of 90s Music Pods. I've got Kat back. Hello. For my epic 90s playlist to finish off the, the 90s pods. I figured it'd be a good way to go. Go with top 90s picks. I've done a few other like mixtape ones or mix CD ones. But I kind of wanted to do like just straight first five songs or top five songs that you know are define the 90s for us basically mm. that was it was a hard it was a hard pick it's hard because i could do like a hundred songs on a playlist for 90s so i kind of for me i just went off of like the first five that i could think of that are like you know immediate ones that i always listen to and kind of always have to have on like any 90s playlist stuff um so that's how i made my picks but we'll probably i think we'll just do it like back and forth okay kind of deal so the number one one, the number one one, number one one one, one 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 one. The number one that I picked was the Freshman by the Verve Pipe, because even though there's like probably other bands that I like more, ninety songs that I like more, it's just one of those instant ones where it's like, listen to the Freshman by the Verve Pipe, it's like instant nineties for me, and it's still probably like one of my favorite songs. I think as weird and awful as it like maybe in the lyrics don't even really make sense. <laughs> so many songs don't make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, instant 90s for me. Fade into you by Mazzy Star. That's a great song. Oh god. I love it so much. <laughs> and it defines so many, so many days, so many moods, so many like, you know, if I just want to sit around like, feeling nostalgic, but also I want to write melancholic poetry, <laughs> but also, you know, yeah. I think about summer nights back then, like, yeah. it's just one of those, you know, ten ultimate songs from the 90s for me. Well, it's a great one, like you said, because it's like any, fits any mood, right? Yes. So, next. <laughs> next, the next one, I'm trying to go off of memory here because I wrote them on my phone and I don't want to pull it up. Because I'm recorded on my phone. So the next one that I picked, um, what did I put? Oh, so I picked Lithium by Nirvana. I have to get Nirvana, like, on pretty much any playlist because I'm a huge Nirvana fan and especially with the 90s. And unfortunately for me, I was just kind of starting getting into Nirvana, like, right around the time that he died. So it kind of sucks, but... Lithium is one of like my go-to Nirvana songs and it's not my favorite. So my favorite is Something in the Way, but it's like the most depressing song ever. Like <laughs> ever period, you know, 90s, 2000s, now is like the most depressing song. Right up there song. with Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. Yeah, it's so <laughs> depressing. But I love it and that's like my absolute favorite Nirvana song. But it's not one I put on a mix CD because people don't really want to sit there and listen to Something in the Way. So I pick Lithium probably like one of my favorite Nirvana songs. So. Which is funny that you say that it's not your ultimate favorite because it is my ultimate favorite <laughs> but then my Nirvana pick was about a girl because <laughs> I love the Unplugged album. It's funny like with the Unplugged album because it just reminds me of like hanging out with what's his face and all of them because I don't want to say his name. It's like, <laughs> Let's not bring that up. It's again. like Voldemort where you just don't say his name. So. <laughs> I don't get the reference yeah. but yes. Uh, but that's not just Harry all that... <laughs> but that's just all it reminds me of. It's like, but I love that whole unplugged album too. Yeah, that just so and great. I don't know. To me, that's just like it's just one of those, you know, when I'm sitting in my art studio mm -hmm. all day, I could listen to it over and over and over and yeah. over again, just kind of get lost. And it's funny because it. like remembering like the little bits in between, where I'd be like, oh, mm -hmm. that was the Meat Puppets, <laughs> and like just like the little bits that aren't even really part of songs. It's yeah. funny how, like, those extra bits just stick with, stick with you because you listen to them so much. And I, I was actually watching the video earlier this morning. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> like, you know, I my favorite thing to do is make fun of hipsters, and that probably <laughs> comes actually from Anthony Bourdain. And uh, just how, like, like Dave Grohl looks like the pan ultimate mm-hmm. hipster, like, 20 years before it was cool to be a hipster, and yep. his stupid turtleneck and his bad hair. I just love uh, Kurt's sweater in that video. It just looks so comfy and cozy. <laughs> yeah, I had one similar to it a couple of years ago. And it makes me just want to snuggle him. <laughs> <laughs> So my next one was Basket Case by Green Day because I have to go with Green Day and get them on somewhere um, and I think Basket Case is and again like it's probably I don't know what my favorite Green Day song would be. Mine's When I Come Around. Like I probably actually almost go with She because of like having like when we we're going to have a band and our band is going to be called She. <laughs> yes. I wish but I kept some of those posters and stuff. I used to have, I, like, even till like, a few years ago, or probably when we moved into our first house, I had, like, the, the cardboard thing that I had on my pencil box. Oh, of, nice. Like, that would have been awesome to have. But I went with Basket Case because it's probably, like, one that I would put on on a mixed CD. And because it's one of the ones still where it's, like, you hear it and it's just, like, I know all the words to it right away still. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't include Green Day, which is funny, so I was, like, in love with Billy Joe Armstrong. Yeah, you're a fan. huge Green Day fan. Um, <laughs> but I, I chose um, <laughs> Who Am I, What's My Name by Snoop. Because <laughs> yeah, it's just, a, it's always been one of those, uh, and I could have picked TLC, I could have picked lots of them, but yeah. I've always been sort of a closet hip-hop dancer, and I love that song. Like, it's just, it's so, I mean, it just reminds you of everything, right? Yeah. I mean, it has been on... So many things. I mean, it reminds us of like, like even the Patrick Swayze, yeah. you know, the Chippendales skit on SNL <laughs> yeah. and stuff. That was the original song. Well, they danced like the to. video, like seen it so much on much music and everything. Yeah, especially on the end of the year loops when it was like yeah. the top one hundred or whatever the yeah, whole year. For sure. And like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think everybody gets nostalgic about that song because even if you're not a rap fan or a hip hop fan, it's still like it's still an mainstream. institution. It's mainstream. Yeah. It's institution. You know, it's for just sure. one of those things that, uh, yeah. I'll always stop and listen if I hear it. Yeah, for sure. My next one was Come Out and Play by The Offspring. And that's mainly because, like, 90s for me, and I remember even having it in, I think it was, like, grade 8. And it was, like, when we were doing our stupid yearbook stuff. I don't know if it had bands or whatever, but I just always remember it was, like, Nirvana, Green Day, Offspring. Or Green Day, I think it was actually Green Day, Nirvana, and Offspring was the order it was in. But it was always, like, those three bands mm-hmm. at that time being, like, 14. And so, like, had the offspring on there, come out and play is, like, probably, like, one of the first ones of theirs I listened to, even though I ended up getting, like, their tape, the cassette tape, before that one, I can't remember what it was called, and listened to that more than that one that was, like, come out and play and self-esteem and stuff on it. That was my pick. Uh, my next pick is Serpent Boy by Head P.E. <laughs> um, I probably discovered Head P.E. in, like, I think it was 2001 actually um but of course they have like that you know quintessential 90 sound mm-hmm. you know the rap rock punk yep. thing and um it was because of d snyder's strangeland it was on the soundtrack um but i didn't realize it was it was actually a 90s song it was produced in 1997 oh nice and uh you know, anybody who knows me well knows that Corey Taylor is, like, the love of my life. <laughs> and he often had talked about in, early, you know, earlier days that if he hadn't been able to do some of the bigger music festivals and stuff, he never would have met them. And they're such cool dudes. And they've got a broad range of music. Like, it's not all <laughs> wild sounding. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a few other songs I could have picked. But, yeah, Serpent Boy is one of my favorites. It's just, <laughs> it's so, 
it's so reminiscent of that time of <laughs> my life, even though I discovered it sort of after. Nice. <laughs> so my last one was Firestarter by Prodigy, because I was a huge Prodigy fan. And the funny thing with, like, Prodigy was, I think I talked about it in one of the other podcasts, too, was that I always had, like, I kept buying all the stupid single CDs. So there'd be, like, their main ones, and then there'd be, like, the singles that had, like, one or two songs, like, a remix on them. Mm-hmm. And I remember even, like, like after we moved into our first house and going back cleaning out CDs with my parents, and there was just, like, oh, my CD rack is just, like, eight of these, like, fucking singles from Prodigy. I'm like, why do I keep buying these? And they're all imports, too. So we pay a fortune for the import ones because they're older from England, so they're imports. That's funny. But I was a huge Prodigy fan. I think so. the last single that I bought, this last single CD, I was living in London. It was like 2002. There's this record shop down from a bar that I worked at. And what was it? It was um, Methods of Mayhem. Oh, nice. Get Naked. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was actually like expensive. <laughs> it like, Ooh, whatever. It was like $5.99 or something for once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. What a good deal. It's only whatever well it's like yeah. when we buy like import cds and it'd be like forty dollars mm-hmm. for a fucking cd or because it was a special edition yeah like, like cd sleeve or whatever yeah i remember feeling super but i know we've talked about this mm-hmm. a lot and i know we talk about it a lot but feeling betrayed when you'd open your cd and there's no lyrics inside. yeah or there's like not even like any notes or anything yeah the worst was like i bought um i think it was on the stupid stone temple pilots one with orange crush on it and then I didn't even like it. I didn't even tell you, like, what all the songs were on it. It was just, like, no information. It was just, like, a random stupid picture. Just concept art. Yeah. For stupid Stone Temple Pilots. And I was just so mad about it. Yeah, I'm glad we can Google any lyric now. Yeah. Um, my last one. This one's kind of funny. Just because we were talking about 1999. I thought we need to have a tribute to 1999. Um, so I remember I was working at a hotel. It was my first cooking job. And... I would get done really late at night, so I was starting to miss out on lots of my friends and stuff, so I would just watch, you know, much music on a loop, mm-hmm. and If You Had My Love by J-Lo was, like, her breakout song <laughs> on, like, her singing career, Yeah. and because I love dancing in my spare time, it just became one of those ones that, like, because the video itself incorporated lots of different types of dance, because yeah. I didn't realize that that was her background, and, uh... Yeah, and I don't know, it just, it just reminds me of, like, our graduating year and, yeah. you know, my first job, and it was on the radio all the time, so now when I hear it on, um, what's the other 90s, the 90s and 2000s hip-hop? What the hell is it? I don't know. It's unserious, anyway. Um, I listen to that all the time, mm. it comes on all the time, it just makes me laugh. And then her, like, later music where she, like, paired up with Ja Rule and a bunch yeah. of different artists or whatever, and it was, like, really hip-hop, because she was, you know, a certain a certain mogul in that industry at that <laughs> yeah. time and yeah. dressing a lot like him and stuff um was also like my formative bar years so i had lots of friends who loved to go dancing and stuff <laughs> and so it was easy to show off my hip-hop skills <laughs> nice i do not have the knees for it anymore but i think it's kind of funny that you brought up like graduating 299 because it, it just happened like when we're recording as of when we're recording this yesterday there was like the last day for our high school because they're tearing it down the farewell party was yeah. yesterday. So it was kind of funny talking about, like, how we both had, like, mixed feelings about it, because I had a really shitty high school experience. Yours probably wasn't that great Mine either. Was shitty, too. I hated it. Like, but it's, you still have, like, that little, like, pain of nostalgia where it's, like, 
this high school, you know. The friendships you made, the, yeah. the few good times you did have. Yeah. You know, the art class, the time that teacher made you laugh, or the time you yeah. actually got something that a teacher was trying to teach you, and you had a moment, like, although they were few and far between, you know, there was moments for sure in high school. That well, it's, high school is kind of like, you know, what helps define you as a person, too, like, or push you into adulthood you know because it's mm-hmm. even like that's what they say with like music and the music you listen to when you're high school age is kind of what leads your taste and that's kind of when you're just figuring out who you are as a person who you're going to be as an adult and even though it sucked like you know it's still something that's a big part of your life so, so. here's something funny so in career no it wasn't career planning it was our foods class and i did not like my foods class teacher at all she was kind of rude um, she had us put together time capsules, which I kept going. So I, I kept filling them out every five years or every time I'd find mm-hmm. it, I'd refill it out and stash it. And one of the things I put in there was from career planning, Mr. Hunt's class. I think he's since passed away. Um, and it was like the top three things, if I could choose today, what I want to do for the rest of my life, what would it be? Chef, writer, artist. <laughs> I look at that sometimes and think still <laughs> yeah i still think well i did yeah. a couple of those things and i'm still yeah. still striving to be the other yeah but i'm gonna make it happen i think because i think i knew myself best back then and i think all the adulthood things mm-hmm. get in the way the yeah. bills and relationships and careers and the you know the ins and the outs of being a grown-up like i think about you know i think back on some of those times and you know the purest wants that i wanted in the world are still there yeah the biggest ambitions I had in high school are still very much a part of who I want to be someday. There's a little white car coming back here. Get out of here. Creep. It's <laughs> like white car, but white. That's funny. They're like, oh, is this the white car meeting spot? <laughs> is this where all the white cars are going? Uh, no. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was fun to do a little short one because these are all, these last few ones are just going to be short ones to sort of burn through them and work work up to uh, my 100th episode. Was that person using the porta potty over there? Yes! yes! So we're parked behind Toys R Us because we just kind of want a spot out of the way. And this other car actually came driving around and there's a dude walking up to the porta potty. What we should do sometime, and I think I talked about doing is just like going to sit somewhere and record like people watching. Mm-hmm. There's a huge lineup to get out of the parking lot behind us. because <laughs> of, of the new winners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to do it at the mall and then it just didn't happen. Well, it's hard to do, like, sitting down at public in the mall because you don't want people to come up and start, like, giving you shit for making fun of them. That's not even so much making fun, but there is, like, like, Thunder Bay is such a bizarro town for mm-hmm. doppelgangers. Yeah. Like, I was standing in line with my buddy Colin at A&W, and no kidding, this woman who looked just like Linda Hamilton walked up, <laughs> and he was like, Sarah Connor, and she's like, I haven't heard that for years. Oh my god. We're like, you look exactly like her. And she's like, I know, I used to get it all the time, and I was like, wow. wow that's it was crazy. unfucking candy. We saw a David Arquette lookalike. He's weird looking. Like, yeah. he's, not, he's unique looking, and he was like, yeah, I've heard of it a lot, and he was all pissed wow. off about it. I saw this other dude that looked like John Krasinski at the Metro deli counter he was like a high school kid but like again really yeah. unique looking like he was so it was so uncanny i wanted to get his picture but you don't want to be like hey yeah. man i'm a stranger just taking your picture like, i used to see this kid that used to work at safely who actually was named zach and looked exactly like zach efron oh that's wild all the time and then i remember you see the guy that looked like snake in northwood all the time yeah Did you see like your sister was friends with them or something i'm not sure i can't remember which is weird, but he always looked like exactly like Snake, and we'd always see him. I swear I thought my sister said she was friends with Snake in the grass. <laughs> Maybe she did. Or she was friends with a person who was friends with him or something. <laughs> and then, like, 
Not worked at Northwood. I thought he worked at Orange Julius in the mall. Oh, I just or something. used to see him at Northwood. Oh, I see. Like I always Remember see him like Lori walking through Northwood. Said mall. that he worked at Orange Julius in the mall, <laughs> like the big mall. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. <laughs> so nineties, nineties music's a good time. Final thoughts on nineties music? I wish music was as good as it was back then. I think it's funny, like you can hear a song and like just from like the guitar in it you're like that's a 90s song yeah like the 90s guitar is like so like iconic to what it is yeah i i don't there's so many things i miss about back then i mean i really yeah. think that like rap and hip-hop was amazing back then mm -hmm. metal was awesome back then yeah you know the grunge movement yeah which is now i don't know like hipster now well and it's funny too because like Shane was just telling someone else too, but how or I think it was like the other dude he works with, he's like a younger one, and he's like, he feels sorry for him because he doesn't like there's no real voice of this generation. No, whereas like with our generation, you had like the Kurt Cobains and stuff, and there's Chris no Cornell yeah, and Eddie Vedder, and there's no real like voice Tom of this generation. What the fuck is Zach? What's his face's last name? Wild, wild, no, it's a different one. No, you're thinking of um. <sighs> Yeah, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Yeah. Oh my god, my brain's melting today. <laughs> um, no, the lead singer of um, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his last name. De La Roca? Yeah. You know, but there was. There was a lot of voices. Yeah. Trent Reznor. Yeah. Way before his time. Yeah. Way too innovative for our day. Well, even to, like, Tom York, you know, and Billy Corgan and shit, too. Like, mm -hmm. it's just... And then crazy now that there's, like, no real... Like, what would it be, like, some shitty fucking rapper from YouTube? You know, like, there's no voice of this stupid generation. No, there really isn't. You know, and when I think about voices of this generation, I, it's still our iconic musicians yeah. who are still making really great music. It's not it's not somebody that broke out now. And, and I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry for all the people who were born after us who, like, Bieber is their people. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you know... I mean, they grew up in the beaver twilight the horribleness of the world. super poppy bubblegum world. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. There's no substance. There's no substance for me. Like, I mean, even our pop music in the 90s was still, you know, it was still sort of a, a throwback to the 80s. So there yeah. was a lot of new elements and old elements and stuff. And yeah, it's just, it's just a way different life now. Yeah. And nothing sacred anymore either, right? Because yeah. we were the last generation before the internet yeah i mean i was 15 the first time i went on a search engine yeah exactly like we didn't have google to like look up shit you know yeah we had to like go to the library and like look at encyclopedias for stuff actual books yeah actually had to look at things and have a, <laughs> like a tactile yeah tangible real life experience with an object to mm -hmm. learn something now everything is like you know handheld well i was like you have to like dig for it too like you couldn't just open a book to like exactly what you're looking for like even if it was a cyclopedia you had to like sit there and like read through the pages and flip through them yeah. to find like the one little piece of information that you were looking for and then if it wasn't like super updated yeah especially if it was related to like politics or geography or something yeah <laughs> you had to look at the year that it was updated because it might be outdated information yeah exactly there was no google earth yeah you can just look at your friend's dog who happened to be sitting on their driveway that day yeah when google earth took the pictures like it's a very bizarre way to live this you know seeing both 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 worlds or the last yeah. generation that has seen both worlds yeah before exactly and after. yeah it's so weird to think of like these kids that don't know what it's like to not have the internet 
or to pick up a phone that's attached to a line. They, like even before caller ID, yeah. <laughs> you didn't know who was calling you. Or plan your life around pay phones yeah. that were only 25 cents to call out on. It's crazy. And I remember like calling long distance and like trying to call like England and shit. Because that was what I did. <laughs> and like spending like pumping in like three dollars worth of quarters mm-hmm. into that thing or getting like the phone cards for max phone cards yeah mm-hmm. i lived off them when i lived in muskoka it's crazy it's crazy yeah. life yeah well thanks for talking 90s music anytime <laughs> i'm sure i'll have you back on soon to talk more funness <laughs> things are always fun when i'm around <laughs> exactly <laughs> So if you want to hit you up online, where can they find your shit? Um, at Art by Cat Free on Instagram and Art by Cat Free on Facebook. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's who I am. Cool beans. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Little Geek Lost. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Cyanide with two N's. The extra N is for extra awesome. As well as the show feed at Little Geek Lost. And you can check out the website littlegeeklost.com for all my show info, my blogs, my podcast, anything else that I feel like posting. As well, the show is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Leave a rating and review and I will read it on a future show. And again, thanks for tuning in.